1: Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou. we're recording this after the Memphis Grizzlies game on the Spotify Green Room app. Overall, I think that was a fun game. For for a loss, I'm not necessarily down after that game. I don't know how you feel. I am not down. I am not. If you were to catch me watching the game, Sam, I was frustrated throughout the game. But, you know, you immediately take a step back and the Warriors played a pretty mediocre to below average game. And Memphis is a really good basketball team, man. Like Memphis is, might be the scariest team in the West right now, uh, for, if you're a Warriors fan. So I, I, I have complaints, Sam, but not not anything I'm too concerned about. It's just a really good basketball team they lost to tonight. My main take from this game, uh, well, a few takes, but my main one is Memphis is a class of team that you're not going to beat without Draymond Green. You know what I'm saying? But I walked out of this game going, okay, they're a good team. They're not a cakewalk. But if Draymond played, I feel pretty confident about yeah. the Warriors' chances yeah. against them. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that was the big thing. Now, so with yeah. that said, let's get on to the game. Yeah. I thought the, um, the most interesting part of this game was the halftime adjustment Steve Kerr made. Did you like it or did you not like it? I loved it. Yeah, me too. Steve 2. Me too. Steve 2.0 just yeah. you know, the, let the love go. Um <laughs> I think I think Warriors Twitter is a little hard on Juan Toscano Anderson, but uh. it's a little tiring when St- when they when they start him just thinking he can be Draymond. Right. You know, like he exactly. can do a Draymond impression against the Sacramento Kings, right. against mediocre teams, but like I think if there's one takeaway from this game is Memphis is a top four team in the West. They're they're like a they're like an adult team. They're not a Juan Toscano-Anderson team. <laughs> oh boy, that sounds harsh, and it's completely true. Um, it, it, and it's not his mentality, right? It's just the style of play. Juan Toscano, remember the playing game? JTA was throwing the ball around last time too. And this is not focused entirely on JTA. This is more of a no JTA. I was going to let me just put one yeah, thing yeah, out there yeah, so people right, don't yeah. take it the wrong way. Yep. JTA is a valuable player who's going to help this team win a lot of games. But when you get to the more serious teams, I'm not sure he's like a staple of your rotation. Like when you get to the conference final level, JTA is not a guy who is automatically given 20 minutes a game. JTA is a guy who gets you through the regular season, who you throw in there to change the momentum in a big game, not a guy you start against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um and that's fine. You, you know like <laughs> you don't have 15 guys who are good enough to play in the conference finals No. In roster. I mean if you if you can nobody not even the the 2017 Warriors were like that. I will tell you what, I'll tell you who is going to play against serious teams. GP2. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So so that's the adjustment we're talking about. In the first half they they basically let JTA uh play the Draymond role and made no real changes. And Memphis kind of ran all over them. In the second half, they're like, you know what? Let's put GP2 in, play a different style. They went four out, let Steph play point guard instead of having, you know, Juan play the the point forward role and have Steph off ball. And I thought that was that looked so much better. That's like I've been waiting to see them pull that one out. Obviously, you don't do it when Draymond's in, but like I've been waiting to see that that which, type of lineup get pulled out. Hey, which uh,
2: say I'll be honest with you. Pretty fucking obvious.
1: I couldn't I couldn't help myself I mean yes great adjustment they clawed their way back in the game Um, and and just better defense and John Moran like Wiggins got destroyed tonight not really his fault offensively John Moran is just not going to get guarded by anybody in the NBA probably outside of two guys I thought about this two guys can guard him it's GP2 and and Drew Holiday that's it like those are the only two guys that you can put on him and say he's going to give him some trouble Uh, Throughout the course of a basketball game, because wings can't. Wings are too slow. What about Caruso? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, no, no. NBA titles, yeah. yeah. No, but your your point is right. You gotta having a legit point of attack guard defender is the way to go on job because yeah, a wing is. I don't know, man. Like like Wiggins. Wiggins is playing all NBA defense.
3: Yeah, he's
4: really
1: good right now. Yeah, whether he makes the team or not, like I don't know, he's playing like close enough to that level. He's too slow to guard. He's too yeah. slow to guard John. It's, yeah. it's like, you need, you need that like short bulldog type of guy where Jaws like, wait, I can't just blow by. I can't just yep. get underneath you. That's and and yeah, GP two. It's not just that, by the way, I, th- I thought he played a great all around game. What yes, he did. do? Did he have a dozen rebounds? I don't know. Something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, I thought that was the adjustment. I think it helped on both sides of the ball to be honest. Um, I think on offense it freed up staff who's still struggling shooting the ball, which God. is it's weird, man. I don't, I don't exactly. even know. I don't know what else to say, but like, I thought he played a phenomenal floor game, real, real point. God performance. by Steph. you know, like he just, do you have a triple double? I mean, he, he, did, he did, he did. Yeah. He's, he's, he didn't turn the ball over a lot of assists. Might have had like 15 assists of Looney and Otto right. didn't like miss those <laughs> earlier in right. the game, but what right. you're going to do. And, uh, that brings me to the next thing we want to talk about with that lineup, which is uh, Clay Thompson, dude. Uh, I think he was the Warriors' best player tonight. Obviously, on okay. the twenty twenty <laughs> minutes, minute or restra- so. You don't you don't think so? You don't think he was? I I, I mean, yeah. he no, obviously he, called, he, called, only, called. he only he obviously only played twenty minutes, so he can't be their best player right. in the course of the game because of that thing. But like. That was my second take from the game. Like, man, if Clay wasn't on a minutes restriction, do they lose tonight? Right? Yeah, I, like, I'm with you exactly. Like, I didn't want to start there, Sam, but now that we're you know ten minutes in, I, I feel free to say it. But it, it, they had half of Clay tonight, and 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 no Draymond. Like, they're they're not losing this game if those guys are playing. Um, but I, best player, I go with Steph, even though he's shooting like shit, obviously. But yeah, Clay was phenomenal. I, just Clay he's I feel like he's driving to the rim more than I've ever seen before and I'm petrified I'm gonna be honest with you I'm sitting here and he fell a couple times getting fouled uh there in the second half it's It's gonna take me it's gonna take me a while to not like um be worried anytime he takes contact or hits the ground you know what I mean just because of uh (laughs) For how long he's been out, like, one, two games isn't going to be enough for me to get over it. It's going to take a little longer. But, like, it's not even just that. Like, okay, they need the decisive second scorer. And Clay's that, 13 shots in 20 minutes is still a lot of shots when you consider how much he played. Um, They need the guy who can kind of get to the in-between game. He had a couple super pretty mid-range shots at the elbow tonight. That was just like, man, this offense is just missing that guy who can get to the elbow and hit that jumper. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But the, the part of Clay's game that I thought was my favorite, that uh, maybe he learned it by not playing basketball for two and a half years, the passing. Dude, when did he become a passer? Three assists tonight, I don't think that does justice. Uh, he had the look-ahead pass to, to GP2 in the fourth quarter where I'm like, I Clay didn't do that pre-injury, you know what I mean? And then he had the um in the first half, they ran kind of a split cut action with him playing the Draymond Green role. Like he's he's posting up, he has the ball, and he's finding Steph cutting off him. And I'm like, I had no clue Clay could do that. Like <laughs> I've wa- I've watched him play basketball since you know 2010 or whatever. Not once has he ever done that in any other game. And I was just like, man, dude, he's – I mean, he's always been a more complete player than what, like, the outside non-Warriors world thinks. Like, people think he's just a shooter. He's always been a little more than that to me. But, like, with that said, you know, I, I don't know that I saw him doing some of this stuff in the past. I, I'm i with you. I, I didn't notice some of those things. I guess my thing with Clay is I, I just kind of kept watching him run around. He was better defensively than he was, too. I, I rewatched the last game that he played. Actually wasn't good as I thought. So I'd take it back a little bit. He was a little bit slower, but tonight he looked good uh, throughout the entire game. As as we I mean, as the Warriors play against some of these teams that are a little bit smaller, like it'll be interesting to see how play looks because against Cleveland, he's guarding Lowry Marketing, so you kind of can't tell. But these type of games, he got switched onto Jaw one time and I was just like, ooh, I don't know if I like that, but you know, he quickly switched away um so it'll he's be played, it'll he's be a little interesting stretch four tonight <laughs> yeah ex- right he's guarding jaren jack i mean jjj he's ha- he's guarding him a couple of times and you know jaren Jackson's is not a post-up guy so it's like it, it's not it's not a bad matchup um uh, but he was phenomenal he was phenomenal because like you said they need someone especially in these type of playoff atmosphere road games the warriors issue is that in every issue with every and on every team ever except for the 2017 warriors is that every team has a ton of role players and in these in these type of games, you get people like JTA who just is petrified out there. Moses Moody is a rookie. Damian Lee, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. He's not making a shot, right? Like he just Jordan pulls awful tonight. So you get all these guys that just like aren't making shots. That's when Clay is is just it's perfect, right? Because he's the guy that what you say, thirteen shots in twenty minutes tonight, like not enough. He <laughs> should have shot 23 <laughs> times. Like that's the type of stuff. And I don't. Let's throw Wiggins in there. He's solid tonight, but he's not the second guy that you want taking that many amount of shots, right? So I'm with you. I agree. Draymond plays tonight. They have a defender for Dray, for John the paint. And if Clay can pay, play 30 plus minutes, they win this game as well. So I think those are the optimistic optimistic things that you look at. Feels like Clay is not scared right now uh, of any. No, type that's of a, that's that's all. what I was gonna say. The, so two two Clay things I want to discuss because like. The big thing, one, I mean, it just shows how mentally tough he is, in my opinion, to deal with what he dealt with, with the two injuries and to not have any timidness when you're playing like, yep. dude, I, I'm more afraid of watching clay than he yep. is out there. You know, it's just yep. like, he doesn't care. He really, like, you can see why the, the training staff kind of has to hold him back because like. He has zero fear of reaggravation the way he plays the game in any way. And I think that's pretty – I mean, it just speaks to kind of like the, the competitor he is in general. Like once, once he's competing, he doesn't think about that stuff in any capacity. Yeah. Um, the second thing is – so you you're talking about like his ability to switch and some of that stuff defensively. Um, I was watching this Memphis game, and they were playing him at like power forward for parts of the game, like as much as the Warriors have any positions – and it wasn't a problem. And i just started thinking, I'm like, how many teams are there that he, it really matters what position he plays defensively. When you got a GP two, when you got a Wiggins, when you got some of these other options. Like it's not, there's just not a lot of teams with a ton of size who can punish him. If you exactly. need to like the four, exactly. anymore. like what, like what, what is the matchup where it's a problem? Like, um, maybe LeBron, you know, like, it, it's not that many options, really. Not, yeah. I mean, like, even if those – the teams that have big fives, your Go Bears, your Aitans, like, that's what Draymond is there for, right? So, like, you're talking about the position where it's everything outside of that. You're right. I mean, LeBron and AD, but, like, those guys might not make the second round. <laughs> might not even make the po- – well, they'll make the postseason. But you're right. Like, there's nobody – in the league that has any type of like, are you scared of Jermichael green at the four? Like there, there's nobody like right. that. So at, at this point we saw this by the way, in 2018, a little bit when, when in the NBA finals, when clay was guarding Kevin love for stretches at a time, that's when it kind of occurred to me like, Hey, this guy's this guy could probably play the four. It's just, they just didn't need him back then.
3: It's
1: yeah. Just, it's just, like, just switched on.
3: Right.
1: But yeah, 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 it's like, I I'm sure we're forgetting a team right now, but like in general, there's not a lot of teams, if any teams out there, who are like, "Oh, you're gonna play clay at the three or four? Or we're gonna bully ball you." You know, like they just don't exist. No one plays like that anymore. Like, what, what are you gonna do, right? Memphis was without Stephen Adams today, and like, obviously, that's their biggest guy. Yeah, but like, not Alex a lot of looney because of that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, besides him, is there anyone in their rotation? Like, the rest of their guys are like Bielitsa, Auto Porter size, where it's like they're they're big, but they're not really. Like, you get like tilly or uh xavier tillman or something oh, there you know? it's, it's like th- those aren't like those aren't bigs who are gonna bully you that way so it's like i i don't know it, it just it just feels like the way the warriors constructed their roster is not really gonna be an issue going forward yeah yeah i'm with you i'm with you um a couple of things i i, I do want to point out that are a little concerning now at this point let's start with steph um <laughs> I, it just, I thought you. I mean, I thought he was the best player tonight. I just said it on the Warriors, but just shooting is becoming at two for nine from three. I mean, he was great. His ball handling was tremendous tonight. Defense was very good. Uh, but Sam, I mean, come on, two for at nine from point, three again. He's shooting some ridiculously tough shots, but he also airballed three times. What is going on? I don't know. I yeah. just at some was point, it, was like, it two or, it? or was it three? No, it was three, you're right <laughs> four, baby. I'm, I mean, I mean, but the point stands. Like he doesn't. Man, he doesn't airball shots. I have this many. It's uh, again, he played a phenomenal all-around game, but it's Steph. Like we count on you to go four for nine, five for nine, not two for nine from three. It's very, it's very strange. Yeah. And I and I can't point to anything. Like I don't see anything mechanical. He definitely doesn't look slow because he looks doing everything else well. Looks tremendous. I just I don't know what to, I don't know what it is. It's it's the longest slump shooting slump of his career, and it's bizarre. Yeah, I, I just want to point it out because we talk about it every pod, and it's not making any sense. What I think is more interesting uh, in terms of struggles is Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins are a little bit. I think they're adjusting to new roles on the team right now with Clay coming back, and I think they're both trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, I mean, I thought Poole played better in the first game. But he was was terrible tonight. I mean, this was a bad Jordan Poole game. And Wiggins, uh, he he hit some shots early in the game. But, like, largely anonymous and not knowing how to play off of this lineup. And I think we need to see more of it. Like, Clay has been so aggressive that, like, I I don't know what to do with it. But, like, Wiggins is kind of floating out there. He's looking very 2015 Harry B to me. I I agree. And and that's why I want to point it out. I, I think this team is the 30 and 10 toughest stretch games coming up, right? They may lose a couple of those, but I'm not really worried about that. I think it's a good thing that the Warriors have 42 games left in the regular season because they're going to have to, and these two guys, I think especially have to figure out how to play on this team right now with Clay coming back. I don't think it's going to be difficult, though. I'm not saying that. I'm more saying, like, Andrew Wiggins is going to have to – because he's playing very well before Clay came back. He's going to have to figure out, you know, when to, when to get his shot. all-star Wigs. I mean, he still might get it. When to get his post up in. Jordan Poole is going to have to figure out, you know, he likes the ball in his hands. He's going to have to figure out his way of fitting in in the second unit too. So, I, I just, again, not worried about it. It's just they didn't look good tonight, right, offensively either of them and defensively actually. So, you know, it, it's it's good that it's good that this is not a – again, it's not a playoff series right now, and that's why I'm not that concerned. Um, it's also going to be a lot easier for those guys that I think of Draymond's back to. Uh, we know that Draymond's not a good offensive player, but like he directs the, the offense in a way that they he's need to right He's going to get, he's going to get someone like Wiggins, like a couple three to, to five yeah. easy shots a game. Yeah. Keep them going, keep the ball moving. So, I mean, you're right. You're right. That, that, that's something. God, isn't it just, it feels kind of like the Warriors luck that like, the minute you get clay back, Drama <laughs> has like a little nagging injury. It's like we still have to wait to see all three of them play together God. and kind of all that sort of stuff. And it's like, and it's not the biggest deal in the world. Like I think we're I think we're all in agreement. Like what matters is them getting to the playoffs healthy at this point. Like that's all we really care about. We know they're gonna be there. We know they're gonna have a good seed, but like that's what matters. But like, man, it's 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 just it kind of sucks. <laughs> yep. Yep and it looks all like right. Jermot's not playing the rest of the week too it looks like so okay. um, yeah they're, they're, they haven't formally ruled it out but like you just read between the lines didn't fly out we'll see ah, he's, that, he's not I, playing I, I just you think he's getting a red eye to Milwaukee right now like I doubt it Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because tick pick, that's T-I-C-K P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the L.A. Dodgers game one. Compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, So there you go. But make sure you go to TickPick for all your Warriors tickets games this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate
1: Let's let's move into the callers. You want to get yeah, going? Yeah, let's go. Let's get the goons on. Hit hey. and lead off. Ryan, what's up, bro?
7: Uh, nothing much. Uh, GTA. Uh, whew. Uh, where do I start with him? Well. He's a great energy guy, but it's just someone you just can't start in high-leverage situations because he's turnover-prone. He's essentially like Kaminga at this stage where you throw him in for five to six minutes. If it's not good, you take him out. That's that's where I am with JTA at this point. And secondly, with Steph, it's all about the approach with him at this point. You realize he started to get a groove going when he started going inside. He went inside and opened up the three-point line. And then in the fourth quarter, he just decides to go back to, you know what? I'm am just gonna start relocating spam. Too many dagger
1: threes. He's shooting too many of them.
7: Oh right no, now. he's going for these suicide choke shots
1: every time. Two- yeah. He's
7: going for throats like he's Patrick Mahomes. MacGrubering in
1: them right now. It's just
7: it's frustrating. So other than that, also I just want to put to bed this Draymond Green stuff. He is very valuable on offense just because he is a screener. He is a distributor. So people who say he needs to score he doesn't need to score him being on the court is a plus on offense and we've seen that ever since he went out it's just what it is Draymond is a plus on offense
1: yeah appreciate the call Ryan I I agree with you I the one thing I'll say about JTA I think he is a good Iguodala Draymond replacement against like you know like half the teams in the league it's just like we we all know he's you don't want him doing that against the best teams. And like, let's be real. Memphis is kind of in that upper tier now. Yeah. I, I I'm with you. It's easy to get frustrated with role players. I think that's why I always feel like I'm a little too hard on Damian Lee, but it's just so easy being frustrated. Mekis, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I've made it. I've, I've made the conscious decision. I'm not going to, I get I'm too not mad. going to like rip a dude yeah. who made his way up to the G league. Like, I know I anyway. should probably stop, but I won't. All right. Mikas. <laughs> what's up, my man. I just watched the Colorado Avalanche
2: blow an overtime loss, and the parlay died. They're stop! Biggest. Stop! Stop! You bet! You bet on hockey. Whose fault is that? That might be my fault, <laughs> but I had, it was five of the six legs are right, and they killed it. I'm so mad. It's okay. They're taking <laughs> oh, it too God. many men on the ice penalty in overtime. What are you, a bozo? You, you, you have a six leg parlay. My come on. Okay. Regardless, not the point. Not the point. Sick guy. Um, dude. Sick not guy. a not a not a truly frustrating loss as I would yeah. have expected it to be. Ah. Uh, the turnover's just ridiculous. I, I don't know who tweeted it, but something about, like, I would like to ban split action. I feel that way. I think that's fair. I'm done watching these awful... Uh, what are we passing to Kavon Looney at the post to just, you know, kick it out and, and, and somebody jump a lane? It's, it's sickening. It's nasty. Hate watching it. But as a whole, no Draymond, you know, yeah. 22 minutes of Clay. It was weird. When Clay got that wide-open look at the fourth quarter, kind of felt like the Game 5 Raptors game is the first time that they closed a big game. Steph and Clay since Game Five of the Finals, and I Clay was open down five minute and a half left. I was like Clay's about to drain this. Steph will come down hit a three. Both of them got open looks. They mm-hmm. miss it. It is what it is. But Clay's really is he like a guy who like takes people off the dribble now? He's like pressure in the <laughs> rim in a way that I've never seen. And I guess we talked about this a lot going into the year about how important rim pressure would be. Sam, uh yeah. These I'm gonna name six players. <clears throat> I, we're going to all agree that one of them should be easily the one pressuring them the most, and he's at the bottom of the list, but what is the order of importance for rim pressure from these six guys? Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, and then lastly... uh oh fuck who's the sixth one clay thompson clay thompson clay thompson thank you so much <laughs> those are the six and i also i think the grizzlies are the second best team in the west I'm i expect telling to see
1: i like this one uh, and think, i'm just telling you
2: and if we're healthy that's a five-game series just for work. yeah
1: i agree and i agree Think. i'm with you i like yeah, it i like you. it um so so to me point yes we i'm gonna go easy on wiggins um but he's—I want to see if he can figure out his lane as like the super slasher with Steph and Clay, because that's what they need from him now, right? Like they need him to take advantage of the fact that those two dudes get all the defensive attention and just throw down dunks and kind of attack the rim, right? Like that's what they need. And but I don't know if it's him, but you know. I well, but like you—you you answered your own question right there. Is they need Draymond back to get him those buckets, though? Right, like. It's and and also he's not playing with Stephen Clay enough. It's just five minute spurts out of it's not enough to get a rhythm in. And I, I think we're just going to have to wait and see. It's not the take that people want, but you're it just they're just gonna have to wait and see. He's definitely not the guy that when we talk about rim pressure. I don't it's definitely not Andrew Wiggins. Um and that's not a slight to Andrew Wiggins. He's been great so far this season because the Warriors don't need him to uh, be the rim pressure guy. Uh, they certainly need Jordan Poole to be better in terms of the room pressure guy, but he's, maybe Clay, maybe Mika's is getting to the point is right. Like, Clay may be the second best guy at doing that this season. I, I'm, just, I'm just cracking up. Like, Clay, uh, pre, you know, Clay is known as one of the greatest shooters of all time. He's come back here, and he's trying to take dudes off the bounce and throw down dunks. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, it's like, <laughs> I relax, can't say Clay. Relax. Yeah, exactly. Relax. But it's awesome. All uh, right, let's keep moving. It's proven to us he's not scared mcwalters are oh, we got the all-star lineup today just so, you know clay's back the all-stars are back mcwalter <laughs> what up man
3: yo what up i was trying to type in the chat and the app won't let you go back until all the darn things <laughs> 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 go down anyway it's all good yeah it's all good and, and hey this was a fun game to watch i mean this is a play this is definitely a playoff matchup whether it's in the semis or if it's in the western conference finals like See some chatter that people don't think they're better than the Suns, but I, I think the Suns, the Grizz, and the Warriors are all kind of on that same plane. It's just that the Suns and the Warriors had their win streak earlier in the season than the Grizz did. The Grizz are on theirs right now, and if you give it another, you know, five six games, they're all going to be kind of even with each other, and uh, it'll be interesting. And I wonder if that's going to cause some issues for the Warriors because now if you're starting to look at like a three seed, that's a lot different than looking at a one or two seed. And I, I'd be interested to see how they go about the next you know 10 12 games and see what they can do because obviously the rest of this road trip is going to be tough i mean two and two would be amazing but um you know it could be a one <laughs> one in three oh and four if it gets really bad and and then now you're looking at almost the same record as the grizz and i don't know what do you guys think do you think that should be worried or is that just be us being hyper that's that's a
1: McWalters, walters that's a great call okay so Andy, do you agree the Grizz are at worst the third best team in the West? Like, is the Warriors, Suns, and the Grizz in kind of a line of separation? I no, no. I, I think the Jazz are in that in that tier. In the I, I'm talking playoffs. I'm not talking regular season. I I, agree, I know. That tier, I, the- look, I think that the and the Warriors are the two best teams, but I don't think there's a like a, a direct line of difference between the Jazz and the Grizzlies. Okay. No. That's fine. Do you do you think the Warriors need to work to make sure they're not on the same side of the bracket as the Suns or the Grizz? No, and it's a great question because I think Warriors fans are asking this a lot. And no, because dude, if you're gonna have Steph, Draymond, and Clay healthy, they have won tougher games than a Game Seven in Utah, than a Game Seven in if it even gets there. They've played tougher environments and better players when you have those three guys healthy, I would not worry. I'm not going to go out of my way and not rest guys like Steph, Drain and Clay uh, to chase that seed. That's fair. I, I think it's too early to talk about that sort of stuff. They still haven't. Next game will be the official halfway mark of the season and they're right there. So like, I'm not overly concerned about it, but you know, it's something that, is worth monitoring as we go forward. Sorry about No, that. I don't know what I did. Uh, we're back. We're good. Let's keep moving. Guru, what's up, man? Hey,
8: guys, what's going on? Uh, I mean, I, as you said, great game. Uh, obviously, I, I was a little frustrated in, in the first quarter, first half to be specific. Uh, it was more so with uh, the fact that Steve Kerr only put GP2 in the game when uh, Ja was checking out. That got me a little pissed off. But uh, other than that, let's, like looking back, yeah, I, in a game where uh, I mean the Warriors didn't shoot the three as badly as they had in the past, over the past three games, but they still didn't shoot it well enough, right? And that's got me a little bit worried uh, on this road trip. I, I know the previous caller had something to say about that one and three, zero oh and four. I think two and two would be amazing, quite quite frankly. Uh, but just a, I mean just just a question, right? When, when do you think Clay's minutes will start to go up? When do you, when do you think uh they'll like let the leash a little short and uh start to see clay play his like original minutes so we'll come back to come back to that flow
1: great call guru i mean i don't want to you know dr andy <laughs> whatever dr celebrini says so like clay said <laughs> who knows man? it ain't gonna be up to clay though say that yeah, I'm with you. It's uh, I don't know. I, for me, the only thing that matters is it happening by the end of the season. Yeah, I'm not like I'm true. not a major concern until we get there. I'll right, let's keep well, moving. You you think you think he could have played ten more minutes tonight? Let's let me ask you that. Sure, but like, yeah. how does that affect tomorrow's game? Not tomorrow. Right, right, right. Not yet. Yet. How that's does that? True. Like, it's it's about like monitoring his body for the long haul. Yeah. Uh, we have to keep all moving. right, all right, all, we all get right. To Ricky Garcia, my man. There you go ricky garcia what's up man
6: hey what's up can you hear me
1: yeah we can hear you what's going
6: on all right so i've got kind of my own theory about um Steph's slump um i was watching um uh, b-ball breakdowns video uh shout out coaching the best coach on the internet um he said it had to do kind of with the way steph was moving his feet as he's coming down um like i thought it was kind of noticeable today. Um, when he had his feet parallel coming down and the shot was going in, but, you know, when he's spreading them out, he's misfiring. And um, I don't know. I, I kind of feel concerned because it's kind of been like a month. And if he's been doing this like a month, you know, I don't know. My other theory is, you know, maybe Steve Kerr still kind of tripping with the uh, lineups. Like saw to, I saw online that he played 26 different lineups tonight. So I don't know. What do you guys think? That's an interesting theory. So – I don't – Andy, I don't know if you, you agree with me.
1: I don't think it's anything mechanical with this shot. He's always had a push shot. He shoots at weird angles. Like he's not – he's not Clay he Thompson. Yeah, he's not – he he doesn't need to come down like you know, feet shoulder-width apart and all that sort of stuff. Like he's always been kind of a push shot kind of guy. So I don't know that I buy the footwork I, thing. I, I don't because – well, I also – I stay away from kind of the shooting stuff because I'm, I'm not – I'm not a shooting guy. You're a medical doctor, not a shooting doctor. That's see, see, there you go. I do think what is, it? I do, do think one of the things that he did, he's he's foul hunting on these threes, and he's taking ridiculous step back threes as like his first shot of the game today. He shoots a step back going to his left after like like Steph. We get it. We know you can make that shot, but you don't have to be James Harden. He had James Harden line today. He had 29, 10, 10. On two for nine and a bunch of free throws. He got fouled three times on threes. (laughs) And I'm just like, you don't have to do the James Harden. What makes you cool is that you're not James Harden. And so I think he's hunting for threes because he's not getting the calls. He's shooting needlessly difficult threes, uh, especially when he has easier shots. Again, I just – I think that's his problem. And if he had just stick to not trying to draw fouls, I think he – but again, I mean, we could look – we will look stupid a month from now, he's going to break out of the slump. But for me, he's just missing way too many open ones, like the ones he the ones he makes. I don't think it's about the lineups. I don't think it's about the rotation. I don't think it's about the footwork. I honestly don't know what it's about. But like none of that stuff makes any sense to me when you look at the sheer volume of easy ones he misses. I think he just needs to have a couple games in a row where he makes the easy ones and everything's going to start coming back. And it's just. It's weird how long it's been since he hasn't had one of those games. That's like that's all I can say. I, I will say, and maybe the final thing on this too is, I had there have been times where he makes two threes in a row, and then he just shoots like a twenty nine footer, <laughs> and it's just like, uh, you know, I, I get it, he can do it, he's always done it, but it just seems like those aren't falling right now. So I, I'm not gonna get too worried about it, but you know, the guys miss. He's still shooting 38% on, like, 13 threes, which, by the way, would be Dame's, Harden's, Lucas, everyone's best year from three. And, and we're here, and Warriors fans are like, why the fuck does Steph suck? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a crazy part. It's a crazy Well, we part. hold we him hold to higher standards. So Let's, let's, let's He's a champion. He is a champion. He ain't James Harden.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
1: Omar what's up man?
4: What's up guys? Thanks for having me on. Um I thought Clay had been looking great. Um so as frustrating as the loss is, I take heart in the knowledge that you know eventually we're going to be getting 30 35 minutes of Clay, um which is excellent. My question you guys brought up um Poole and you know Wiggins having to kind of find their roles again. I was especially frustrated tonight by a couple of things. The first thing was Wiggins at the end running out of like this, you know, Open lane to the rim that he had to find clay on a three. Um, I thought he should have taken that. That's an assertion problem, but you know he has those every now and then. But the other thing that really frustrated me um, was that second unit lineup where we had like pool, Iguodala babysitting him, a bunch of random dudes. There was no Wiggins, there was no Clay. Understandable because of the minutes restriction. It just felt weird to me in that Wiggins wasn't there, and it got me thinking: what's our ideal second unit type of construction? Because, you know, the benefit of having all these max players, at least in terms of what they're getting paid, is that you should be able to distribute them and, you know, have some steady lineups. And I don't know if I'm hoping we don't have like a Steve Kerr 1.0 situation where it takes 20 games (laughs) to find that out because it was ugly tonight. And I just wanted to know what your thoughts are on what our ideal bench construction is right now or if it's situational.
1: Omar, that's a great question. So, like, the one thing I will say to defend Steve and just like to bring perspective to this whole thing is Clay's still on a minutes restriction. And I don't think they can really settle into like the ideal playoff lineup until Clay has that, um, you know, taken off of his lens. Until we know like Clay can play 35 minutes, we're not really going to settle into a lineup that, or just a rotation that we know. Uh, but taking a step further, like, Andy we talked about this so like these are the players I think should play no matter what if they're healthy Steph Clay Wiggins Draymond Looney that's your starting lineup and then Poole GP2 Otto Porter
5: Mm-hmm.
1: who am I forgetting Iguodala I feel yes? like we're missing one yeah Iguodala yeah and then everyone after that it's kind of like depends on the matchup so I don't know. They they should probably rotate Wiggins and clay a little more. Let maybe let clay or Wiggins get a few more minutes where he's like the number two option instead of the third or the fourth option. Other than that, I just think we got to kind of wait it out. There's not really much else you can do. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Um, And I think, you're looking at today's lineup and you're seeing the elites on defense and he's not going to be playing in a playoff series. You're watching JTA tonight. You're not seeing him in a playoff series, right? Just a lot of this stuff. And I honestly, frankly, I think in a playoff series, you're probably not seeing much of Jordan Poole either. If he's going to play like he did tonight. Uh, But you might see a lot of Jordan Poole if he's going to start off hot. Like it's like stuff like that. Right. And, and this, and then Andre Godala was not good tonight, but like, you know, Andre, he's the best when he plays with, Uh, the guys that he's most familiar with, with Steph, Clay, and Dre out there and Looney. So we saw how good good he was against Utah. So, like, yeah, those are your nine guys. Um, I would, I think you mentioned this earlier, I would keep in the second unit probably Jordan Poole and uh, um, and a big and and probably, would you put Wiggins? I think you want to stick Steph and Wiggins together, right, and and those guys. So maybe, like, have Jordan and, and Clay out there with a big. Um, that's probably your best bet um, on the second unit. Yeah, it sounds about right. All right, let's keep moving. Atley, what's up?
3: What's going on? So my question is um, more looking forward to this homestand. On a scale of, of 1 to 10, I know we got this back-to-back, but how important do you think this upcoming homestand is in terms of just gelling, getting guys back to, to figuring out these new rotations and new roles, and then also just racking up some wins? for seeding purposes and just decide which side of the bracket we want to be on.
1: That's a great question. So, so obviously the Warriors play the bucks on Thursday, the bulls on Friday. We know one of those games, they're going to be shorthanded because clay's not playing both those games. And then they got Minnesota to wrap out this road trip on Sunday. It's a rough road trip. Best case scenario. They go two and two through the whole thing. That'd be great. But after that, they have one, Two, three, four, seven, right, five, six, seven straight home games, and they're—it's not a tough home stand either. Detroit, <laughs> Indiana, Houston, all right, Utah's good. Oh boy, Dallas, oh boy. Minnesota. Oh boy, uh, and it ends with the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday night for ABC. I mean, they should go six and one on that homestand at worst. Um, I—I I do agree. That's a great point. That's a—that's a huge homestand because this road trip's gonna be a little rough. And then they're going to hit that home stand. Not a lot of back to backs in it. Actually, looking
6: at it right now, they don't have a single back to back on the home stand.
1: So <laughs> Sam is getting happier is, and happier reading this.
6: this is, I, I'm, just,
1: I'm just being I'm being honest. This is a perfect time for them to figure out clay. Maybe extend them to 25 minutes, 28 minutes. I don't know, something like that. And then they can really start kind of grooving. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I look, man. It's it's. The warriors aren't going to be sitting pretty all season long this is even even the dynasty warriors had some struggle moments and this this stretch of the schedule is a struggle moment they're going to lose to milwaukee and then steph and draymond and steph and clay are going to sit the game together they're probably going to actually they're probably going to sit against milwaukee huh and so they'll play against chicago and that's a tough yeah, team, i would, I would, beat, I, would say, I would sit milwaukee and just, just call it a day and then you know uh, you know go all over chicago Exactly. And Chicago, you know, they, they lost to the Warriors at, uh, in, in San Francisco last time. They're probably going to play hard. And, you know, that maybe they lose the next three games. I don't worry too much. It's the end of the day. It's, is Draymond going to be healthy? Let's hope he's not out for more than a week. Uh, is Clay going to make it through his first week without any hamstring tweaks, ankle tweaks, right? And then and then most importantly, Sam, can this fucking guy start making threes again? <laughs> so, yeah, I it'll be fine. All right, I think we should end it there. I think there that's go. the show. Can this guy start making threes again? <laughs> Appreciate everyone. We'll get to the rest of you next time. Have a good one.